0: This episode of Blue Shirt's Breakaway is not brought to you by Squarespace, despite hosting our website there and asking us them them to sponsor us, but not actually doing it. And not brought to you by WordPress because we didn't go there either. And we're still not writing articles, and that's kind of on me because I've been saying I would do this website for a long time, but I still haven't done it. And I'm gonna make videos and green screen, be better at Twitter, but I haven't done any of that anyway. All right, let's talk about the Rangers. Here we go. Hey, Blue Shirts Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. It was a lovely weekend of Ranger Hockey. We didn't lose, so there's that. Uh, it's a low in the season, and we have 10 games left. Greg, say hello, my friend. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. So, it was a pleasure seeing your face on Thursday night, uh, as we got to experience the wonders of basketball together. I have oh, to say, uh, okay. it was a very disappointing Thursday, weekend. Yeah,
1: let's see, Thursday. Thursday was the night where basketball didn't betray me yet.
0: Right, yeah, so we had a good time, um, and then Friday is when uh, things start going bad for pretty much uh, everyone that's watching the NCAA tournament. But we're not here to talk about that until later. Uh, on today's podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about the kid line. We're going to talk about the value of Oscar Lindbergh going forward, the return of Henrik Lundqvist and the king. Uh, and then I think we'll go over a little bit of the schedule, talk some nonsense to NCAA. I know there's some tweets we want get, to get to. Maybe some uh, some conspiracy theories I want to touch on for sure. And then we'll talk about the podcast we have coming up next week. We're going to have a threefer. We're going to do MLB Over Unders, our standard Ranger podcast we release every Tuesday morning. And our special once-a-year WrestleMania podcast. So that's what we have to look forward to. But for right now, let's move on to Hendrik Lundqvist was on the ice today at practice, Greg. And A.V. has said he's looking to play him during the California stretch. Your thoughts?
1: Uh. I, it's fine. He'll, I think the target date is – I think Saturday is the day they mentioned it, which means he would have about eight games, I think, seven, eight games to tune up for the playoffs, which I think is enough time for him to get back in the form. It's, it's better he comes back now than wait another week. And he's – because at this point you're just kind of running out of game. The Rangers haven't clinched a playoff spot but they basically have. They would have to almost lose out at this point to miss out on the playoffs.
0: They need seven and points, even uh, right now. If they get seven points in the next couple games, uh, they're clinched.
1: Well, isn't it some combination of the Rangers getting seven points, or some other team not? Like it's basically like magic numbers in baseball, right? Where yes. half half of it is team needs to win x amount of games. The other half is other teams need to lose x amount of games. So. You know, I'm not I haven't been worried about the Rangers missing the playoffs in a very long time. Uh, my only fear was would Hank have enough time to get back in the playoff form and I I think 7 games is enough for Hank. Uh he'd probably only play 5 of them just to be safe. But you know, the Rangers have some good teams they have to face. Henrik will be challenged. I I think this is ample time for Henrik to get back in the form he was in before the injury which was you know, as close to dominant Hank as we've seen all year.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, we were worried that he wasn't going to get back in time to actually get his legs underneath him, but I think this will be ample ample time. Sorry, to go ahead and get his get his game together, get ready for the playoffs, and and you know what, we don't have to worry about not being the wild card anymore, Greg, because we are definitely the wild card going forward. Uh, the Blue Jackets have decided they want the President's Trophy and they are they are challenging the capitals right now tied at 71 games played each and 100 points each and the penguins are close behind them with 99. that leaves us firmly in the sure. wild card spot and we will probably most likely be playing the canadiens in the first round.
1: Yeah, let let those teams let the top three teams in the metro beat the shit out of each other. That's fine.
0: We'll be totally here. fair. Yeah. You,
1: you you do you do you guys. We'll we'll go through the atlantic and you know what? If the Rangers don't make it through the Atlantic, that would be disappointing. But uh, I am, I am one happy camper to be the number one wild card. The Rangers are what? One of the top three road teams in the NHL. I so I'm not even worried about the Rangers not even be being best. home. Team. they
0: they may be the best road road I, team in the NHL.
1: I, yeah, I think I think they I think their 26 wins are the most in the NHL on the road. That is correct. I, I might be, I th- I know 26 is a number. I, I they're definitely top three. I think they're number one, but. Yeah, you do you, Blue Jackets, Penguins, Capitals. We'll see one of you in the Eastern Conference Finals, hopefully.
0: Of course, yeah. I want them to beat the crap out of each other. This is... Would you they're say, going to. Would you they're say absolutely this, going to. Yeah, they're going to have to. Would you say this is, an, this is an ideal situation, right? We're happy about this? This is as
1: close to perfect as you can get. The Atlantic teams are scuffling. The Rangers would be the number one team in the Atlantic if they happen to be in that division. The... The, honestly, the most perfect scenario would be Penguins Capitals round one. Yes. Make sure one of those teams doesn't get out of the first round, and then the let the Blue Jackets do what the Blue Jackets do against. I I think at this point it's either the Maple Leafs or the Islanders. I that would, would be a rough series even for the Blue Jackets.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say that the the Atlantic is scuffling. You know, the Canadians are eight and two in their last ten. Uh, the Bruins are seven and three, and they're now they're in third place in the Atlantic. So. Bruins coming on. I, I said what
1: I said. Okay. All I said right. what I said.
0: All right. Listen, um, C- Carey Price is going to be tough to beat, no matter what happens. Like, guy's a good goalie. Can't deny that.
1: We got Chris. We got Chris we, got we know tripped tonight.
0: <laughs> Listen, his own teammates tripped him. So it's just going to be. It's just that's it. I just. Come on. I bro. just love how angry
1: saying that makes Canadian fans. I am sure understand. That, like, if someone, it's if someone came up to me and was like, uh, Chase Utley was safe at second base. I'm sure I would have the exact same reaction that Canadian fans have when someone says uh, it wasn't Chris Kreider's fault. Like I'm, I'm positive it is at a one-to-one ratio how close those reactions would be. And but I just don't care. I'm going to say it because it's hilarious. It's not funny when someone says it about Chase Elliott. Fuck no, that guy. No, Chase Elliott. But says. it's hilarious when someone says it about Chris Kreider.
0: Watch the GIF again. He gets tripped by a Canadian. That's it. And he doesn't... It, it's not malicious. I don't understand. There's a lot of stupid shit that Kreider does throughout his career, but that was not one. And it did help us win the series, but it didn't help us win the war because we lost against the Kings. Thanks so much. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about the kid line. Now, I, I have some thoughts about the kid line. The kid line being, okay. if, if you're living under a rock, it's Pavel, Pavel Buchnevich, Jimmy VC, and Oscar Lindbergh. This line is something of... We, we haven't seen this line all year, right? This is the first time we've seen it?
1: Yeah, I believe so. I think that was the first time this season we saw those three players playing together.
0: Okay, hear me out for a second. This is a line that's obviously performed over the last two games. Um, well, no, after the last one game because um, Pavel Burenevich did not play on Friday against the Panthers, and I do not and will not understand that no matter I, what I, happens. I don't want
1: to get. I don't want to get started on it. I am. It would ju- It'll just make me angry. I. I can't have the same rant every fucking Monday. Dude, I can't do it.
0: We can't do it. We do the same two rants on this podcast all the time. It's Adam Condanning, who, by the way, had an oh, assist over the weekend. You. Um, and in this oh, game, yeah yeah, 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 Adam, Adam, Adam it's me, I me just, Ryan, I, I, on the podcast.
1: I, I can't, I can't, I can't. I don't want to. Let's I know. try not to. I know. Can't do it. Every, people don't need us repeating the fact that Tanner Glass is garbage. And
0: yeah, you don't, I, you don't need I, me to find I, no, that
1: out. We're not just, just, just go, just go, keep going because okay. I swear to
0: God. You're going you're gonna
1: to get me on a rant, and I don't want to do it. Not today. All
0: Not right. today. Here's my idea. Now, tell me if this is crazy. During this game, those uh, the, okay. the kid line actually looked pretty good. But uh, of the kid line, pretty much everyone played under 10 minutes except for Jimmy VC. Oh, no, Oscar Limber, who played 12 minutes. No, that was Jimmy VC who played 12 minutes, and Oscar, it doesn't matter. They, they all played under 12 minutes. I think this is a line we could possibly keep together going into the playoffs. I know Jamie Vesey wants to move up, but maybe it's better to, to play him sparingly in those 10-minute roles where he can come out, be aggressive, still have his legs underneath him. Same with Pavel Bushnevich, and they can form a chemistry. Now, this would cause—I want to get the JT Miller, Michael Grabner, Kevin Hayes line back together. Is it crazy to move Jesper Fast up to the Mika-Rick Nash line, keep the Grabner-Hayes-JT uh, Miller line together, and then keep the kid line together?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with yes. That's crazy? Here's why. Okay, tell me why. It's a little little crazy. Um, This is the main problem with having as much forward depth as the Rangers do. Unless you're playing everybody equally, someone has to get the short end of the stick, right? And at some point, you do have to look closely at line chemistry. I don't think we can deny the fact that the chemistry has been there for Hayes, Grabner, and Miller almost all season. Um, they have scuffled a little bit recently, though. They have. I think we'd be a little remiss to say that, you know, they've been perfect throughout the season. So they have not. I don't, totally, I don't totally mind the juggling of Miller, Hayes, and Grabner a little bit, especially since I think it's more important to get Derek Stephon going than it is to get Michael Grabner going again. Uh, I just think Stepan will play a bigger role in the playoffs than Grabner will. And I think the Grabner-Foss wings with Kevin Hayes kind of works perfectly because Foss, as we've talked about, is one of the most underrated two-way players uh, the Rangers have had in some time. And Michael Grabner, with all his speed, kind of – I think he does get ample credit defensively because he's so good on the penalty kill and he is – amazing uh on the when he's on the ice at a disadvantage because his speed is so strong so I I kind of like that trio uh am I saying it's going to be as good as when Miller was on that line no I don't think so but this is the point in the season where the Rangers need to be getting other players going besides Michael Grabner. I don't think the Rangers should or will rely on Michael Grabner come playoff time I think it's going to be important to have you know the top six of Nash, Zuccarello, Zabanjad, Kreider, Miller, yep, and Stepan all on the same page and playing strongly. Um, and
0: I really, I really
1: enjoy the kid line. Now the, here's, I have some. I'm gonna break my takes up on the kid line in order. I got three of them.
0: Okay, okay. give them to me one by one.
1: The first. Oscar Lindbergh's late season breakout is exactly the reason why I never wanted to trade Michael Grabner in the first place. Because Grabner, as I've been saying, is expansion draft protection for someone like Oscar Lindbergh. Now, I don't want
0: to interrupt you, but I was going to ask you later in this podcast, but I'll just do it now. Does this entice Vegas to take Oscar Lindbergh instead?
1: I think Vegas was always enticed. But I also think... Correct me if I'm wrong. Lindbergh, restricted free agent at the end of the year, I think so, right?
0: I will check while you dig the rest of your takes.
1: My point being, it would be hard for Vegas to turn away a 30-goal scorer, I think, which is what Michael Grabner should should be at the end of the season. I think he's going to get 30. And it would be hard for Vegas to say no to someone like Grabner on a very cheap contract and a very cheap cap hit. Or even someone like Ranta who could be a potential goalie for them. I just think those two guys are still ahead of Lindbergh in Vegas' thinking, which I think works well for the Rangers long term planning, which is always why always why I wanted to keep Grabner around because I wanted to think long term. I wanted Grabner as protection for the likes of Lindbergh, the likes of you know Yes, for Foss, those kind of guys. I wanted those guys protected. And if you traded Gravner even for a first-round draft pick, you were eventually going to expose a player you didn't want to expose because you can't simply protect everyone. So I really enjoy the fact that Lindbergh has kind of flown under the radar this year, partly because he's been hurt on and off, partly because AV has shoveled him in and out of the lineup. Um, But he's finding a home now, which leads me to point number two. Lindbergh was already on the rise before Bucinavich got paired with him. But, man, they kind of look like a natural grouping, right? One really does play well off the other. Those two seem to create opportunities on the ice that other center-winger combinations on the Rangers haven't been able to do. I wonder if some of that is just – because Booch has done that on every line he's been on. Booch has not struggled with any center pairing.
0: Lindbergh's never played with a passer is, like Buchnevich. Just never has.
1: No, and that's that's the thing. Is is this I wonder if this is part is Booch making Lindbergh look good, or is Booch showing us Lindbergh's true potential? Hmm. Like w- which one is more accurate? Now I'm not saying one is more accurate than the other. I would like to believe that, like you're saying, it's hard for Oscar Lindbergh to shine when he's on a line with uh, Tanner Glass and Matt Pumple I don't know literally anyone else <laughs> yeah um,
0: probably Matt Pumple so I, I think
1: cool. I, I think maybe it's a little column a, a little column B I think Booch definitely is the kind of player that makes the other guys on the ice look better when he's out there but I also think this is kind of a true form version of Oscar Lindbergh I don't think this is necessarily smoke and mirrors which this- brings me to point number three okay Oh, no, no, you go first. You go first. I, I was
0: just saying, this is probably, looking up and down these lines, the optimal lineup I want going into the playoffs. This is the exact team yeah. that I, I want going in. So the fact that all these yeah, guys but here's are healthy... The
1: problem. Here's the problem. Tanner Glasses is involved. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. And we were 3-1 with him, so I know we, we had to keep playing him. If Tanner Glass plays a playoff game, I'm going to throw a riot. I'm just going to riot. I'm just going to uh, – you'll see me out M- outside of MSG. I'll be the shirtless guy silly spraying myself because I'm just going to go insane and scream everywhere because if Tanner Glass plays. I will, I, I'm going to try I and hold, hold that to myself, by the way. We'll see.
1: I honestly think, and I don't think um, – again, not, not to steal lines from Brian Wotanic, who steals lines from Barstool Sports, but I'm just – I'm a connected connect dots kind of guy, right? Okay. Uh, I have never seen Eric Campbell and Tanner Glass in the same place at the same time. I'm starting to think they're the same person. What are you
0: trying to say here?
1: (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm saying someone figured out the formula to what makes me miserable as a sports fan, and it's Eric Glass playing – it's Eric Glass it's Eric Glass. It's, Eric Campbell. <laughs> it's it's Eric Campbell getting meaningful at bats for the New York Mets and it's Tanner Glass getting meaningful ice time for the New York Rangers.
0: They're probably family or they're the same person. So,
1: I think they're the same person.
0: I will riot and I will I will go outside of MSG, I will hold the sign up and I will I will I will protest Tanner Glass playing in the playoffs. It will not happen. I it better not happen. Uh, but this is the team.
1: I, I mean, it's you know it's going to happen, no, though, right? No, like it's not. Like, you saying it will not happen is
0: just... You think there's a scenario where the Rangers get like out physical one night and AV is like, shit, we got out physical tonight. I should put Tanner in.
1: <laughs> uh, do I think there's a scenario? I think that's an, a likelihood.
0: Ugh, it's so
1: disgusting. Or not even... Yeah, I, I'll, do, I'll do it one step further. I don't think the Rangers... I think, game, I think Tanner Glass starts game one. Game one? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm not saying I... I Ryan, I'm not trying to justify it. I'm not trying to explain to you why it's a good idea. I'm simply saying, Avi's track record is Tanner Glass is in the lineup game
0: one. I think. I, what? What? Do you want to? We can't even make a bet on that. I. If I lose, I'll. I'll lose my goddamn mind. I really. I don't want to win that bet. Yeah. I don't want to make that bet. This. I, I would love to be wrong. I want this line going in. I want, I want the Kreider step on first line. Miller's at Binajad, Rick Nash, Grabner, Hayes, fast, and then kid line. That's it. That's it. I am doing players. everything
1: I can. To re- I'm doing everything I can to reverse jinx the shit out of Tanner Glass playing. But I'm just, I'm just telling you, Av's track record says Tanner Glass, some way, shape, or form, is playing in game one. I
0: just want the best people on the ice, and the kid line is our best young talent, and they're going to be able to go out there and strut their stuff for ten minutes a game. And the fourth line, that, playing that line for ten minutes a game is fine because they're incredible. Like these kids have a lot of talent. They're not going to be able to. Bring- they're going to be able to hold on. I
1: don't know. Circling back to point number three. Okay,
0: go on. Sorry. I know.
1: I know Jimmy VC wants to get off this line. I I think his play is turning around. That he may soon warrant a promotion. Uh, but I think you could say the same for Buchnevich. That's not the point. Um, this is the best line for VC to be on because the defense, the opposing defense, will not focus on VC, and. VC will be playing against inferior matchups. VC is getting more opportunities because he's not seeing the opposing team's second line or third line anymore. He's going up against the fourth line of other teams, which is important to remember that the thing that makes this Rangers' fourth line so valuable is that it's not really a fourth line. This is like Like, secretly a third or a second line
0: for some teams.
1: Right. This is the Rangers' fourth line but that speaks volumes about the ridiculous depth the Rangers have. That's not a knock on these three guys. If this line was constructed last year, I think this would easily be the Rangers third line. And I think you can make the case that while these guys are playing the fourth line minutes, this is probably the second most productive line the Rangers are trotting out there. But again, part of the reason why this line is being productive is who these guys are getting matched up with on defense. And, when you've got three young guys like Lindbergh, Bucinevich, and BC who are trying to figure out their NHL games at the big level and the big stage and important games, these are the kind of matchups they need. I think they need confidence-boosting matchups like this. So do I, do I want this line to get more minutes? Yeah, but at what cost? I don't want minutes being taken away from the top three lines, and I also don't want these guys – Facing tougher matchups on the ice. I like the fact that when the Rangers tried out their fourth line, they're not giving anything up offensively. They're not a train wreck, more of a train wreck defensively. And the Rangers can roll four lines, no problem in a playoff series. Totally. That's music to my ears because the Rangers haven't had that in a very long time.
0: Exactly. And if, now we're just playing the game called stay healthy. Can we stay healthy for 10 games? And I'm hoping that, you know, I don't want, this team doesn't have to really fight for a playoff spot. I'm not saying go out there and lose every game, but there's no reason to go balls out. Is, is there? I don't think oh, so. Loses.
1: Go out there and lose in
0: overtime every game. That's right. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. I don't care. Um, just fine. beat, just beat the Devils because they're awful. That's all I'm asking. Uh, is there anything well, else? You know, even if you don't,
1: even if you don't beat the Devils, I won't get upset about
0: it. That's true. I'll I can, live. I'm not even upset if you lose to the Islanders on Wednesday. Like, just, just get in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, just, just you do you. Just, just get in. Got 10 games. Get 7 points. Come yeah. on. Guys. That's all. Nice. Last thing about this. this. Yeah. Week. You think. All right. So uh, AV announced this. It's going to be the same lines. If you're listening to this on Tuesday. And you downloaded it right away. Thank you. But uh, you're also going to watch the Devils game tonight. And AV said it's going to be the exact same lines. Um, which we just talked about for the forwards. But that means Brady Shea and Adam Quindanning are going to be playing the third line pairing again. Is AV kind of. Did he hear something? Did the stats guy get to him? What's going on? Why is he playing Adam?
1: Uh, I don't think the stat guy's got to him. I think, I think the sad thing is A V thinks he's uh he's resting his guns for the playoffs.
0: Oh no, don't say that. And he's getting
1: <laughs> I think I think look uh, you, again, we don't need to go down this rant. It is clear that the Rangers per possession stats suggest that Klein Klein. Ugh, uh Shea and Clendenning is not just a Productive defensive pairing, but arguably the Rangers' best defensive pairing. <laughs> That's the so, they exist. so mad. <laughs> right. But I don't think – I mean, the practice notes today where that Klein and Girardi are one step closer to being healthy. They both skated today. I know. I still think the biggest question for the Rangers is, will A.V. be smart enough to bench one of those guys and keep Smith, McDonough, Shea, and I guess Stahl? On the ice,
0: I actually don't. I hate get Holden these on the ice. Pairings. I don't hate these pairings. Like I'm not like, oh, I hate these. Like Brandon Smith, the cold is fine. The,
1: it's fine. The three pairings the Rangers are running right now is probably the best it's gonna get.
0: It's probably the best I felt so all year. Enjoy
1: it, enjoy it because it won't last. No. Because that's Av, yeah. and at least one of Girardi and Klein is coming back in this lineup. The question is, will both? And if both do. Who the hell is the other guy getting set beside Glenn they're, Denning?
0: They're making the trip to California, so one of them's gonna play, right? That's the way it is.
1: I would imagine. I'd be stunned if one of them didn't.
0: Uh, it's the worst. That is the worst. I just—it's
1: it's the fucking worst, dude.
0: Looking at this lineup, I'm like salivating. I'm literally like juicing up, being like, "This is what I want going against the Canadiens. Like, this is the team I want." Like, if I was playing NHL right now, like playing the game, I would. This would be the team. I'd be like, "I right, am set my lineup. This is what I'm doing." That's it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's crazy that you would want your best defensive pairing going into the playoffs and your best defensive pairing, for whatever reason, has been Shea and Clendening. Uh, it's just, I just, you need to know that it's not going to happen. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no point of even trying to um, like, will it, will it paint a rosy picture. It's, it's not going to happen. This is, once again, just a little tease that we're getting before uh, Klein and Girardi get healthy and we start bitching and moaning again. It, it's going to happen. And the sad thing is, once things turn bad again, when those guys return, A.V. won't learn and reinsert a Clendenning into the lineup. It won't happen. So, that's, you know, enjoy it while you can, because the defense will not look better than this, you know, the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. I don't I just, I don't understand people that defend AV. They're, they're just like the flat earthers and the people that think
0: Oh, well, we'll, we're going to get to flat earthers. In the sky. We're, we're going to get to that. <laughs> All right, let's do... they just, um,
1: just foolish.
0: Let's foolish do an upcoming schedule national holiday. Uh, this is a, we've got some pretty good ones. Today versus the Devils. Uh, it's National Single Parent Day. Shout out to my mom. Just <laughs> this is This is a selfish one. Just shouting out my mom right now. That's it. National Single Parent Day. I think we're going to beat the Devils. I really uh, would be pretty upset. The Devils are awful. They are terrible. They have 64 points. They have minus 45 points negative. They're 1-8-1 in their last 10. Please, beat this team. They want to get, they want to get a high pick. Speaking of which, have you heard from Jeff? I, uh, <laughs> uh,
1: I have heard from Jeff. We talked today, actually. Okay, hope you're Because
0: well.
1: the, um, there are Where's three it? weeks left in the NHL season, which means there are only three weeks, le- three weeks left in our season-long bet. Oh, yeah. Bet uh i am i'm losing do
0: you want to explain the bet real quick so what we're
1: talking about well just a refresher so we've been we've been going heads up on DraftKings every night all season and at the end of the year whoever wins the most weeks has to buy or the loser has to buy the winner tickets to a rangers devils game next year uh i have dominated the points portion of it i have outscored jeff's team by over 246 points, which is an incredible number. Right. But, but Jeff is Jeff is up uh, two weeks to none. I have to sweep the remaining three weeks to win. Oh
0: my goodness. All right, well good luck. Uh, enjoy buying those tickets. Uh, tell Jeff if I said hello when you talk to him. Maybe we'll have him on before the end of the season, or probably after, in the middle of we'll the draft it. The
1: the advantage that I have is if I lose, I have to buy tickets for the rock, which is significantly cheaper significantly than tickets would be cheaper. at the garden. So I'm not necessarily complaining that much.
0: All right. That's true. All right. So uh, national single parent day, shout out to all you, all you single parents out there. Uh, the next day, Wednesday night, rivalry night, Islanders Rangers. Uh, the Islanders are playing hot right now, even though they're four, two, four, four and two in the last 10 games, uh, I would still call them that they're making a surge towards the playoffs. Weirdly, they were the Maple Leafs are four three and three. So they're they're fighting a losing battle against each other to make the wild card spot. It's good for them.
1: You remember you remember our little bet we have going I'm too, right? I'm going
0: to lose, yes. <laughs> uh,
1: the, in Atl- I said I said an Atlantic team would win a wild card spot, and you said no.
0: And I believe you said the lightning and broods would make the playoffs, and I was like, You're an idiot. And they both are in, pretty much. So
1: Yeah, so maybe suck my dick.
0: I, I don't know if I will go that far, but I will buy a dinner. Uh, so this is called, uh, as young as you feel day, there is not really a lot of good national holidays this day. And as young as you feel means what we feel like 39, 38, <laughs> is that where we're going? Uh, <laughs> I
1: do. I, I do. Let me put it this way. I do not feel younger than 27.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm not my free spirit, six year old self. I'll say that.
1: The no, ne- negative Rider.
0: The Islanders game. Uh, I really would like to beat the Isles one time really bad. I would like to beat them like five, one. But I don't know if that will happen. Just just what I want. Just asking for Christmas. This I, is... I got to
1: tell you, the, the remaining 10 games are like spring training baseball to me. I just don't care yeah, I know. about the results. I really don't. If we win, great. If we, as long as we don't get embarrassed, I'm not going to have a hard opinion one way or the other. I'll
0: be honest with you. Even if we get embarrassed, I don't care. It's stay healthy. I Just, just stay on the ice. And keep your no, legs I'll, on I'll,
1: I'll, have, I'll have problems if they get embarrassed. I'll say something if they get embarrassed. But... I mean, if they lose three to two games, if they lose close, well played hockey games, eh,
0: what are you gonna do? It happens. It's fine. It's fine. It doesn't really matter until we we start playing the seven games against Canadians. That's it. Or four games when we win. Or four games when we lose. Yep. Um, next, this these these next two holidays, I'm really a big fan of. So, uh, Greg, as you know, uh, today when you're listening to this on uh, Tuesday, uh, oh, is, is today the official start of spring, or is it the twenty first? I should know this anyway.
1: Uh, it, was this, it was this morning at 6.29.
0: Okay, happy Equinox. And because of that, I made the Chicken and Waffle Equinox Holiday. Uh, so they must have known this. And on Friday, it's Versus the Kings. It's International Waffle Day. So they're a little late. Uh, I made the Chicken and Waffle Equinox Holiday, which is on each Equinox, you eat chicken and waffles. On the summer solstice, you eat waffles. And on this, on this winter solstice, you eat chicken. And that's it. And it's a holiday I've celebrated straight for two years now. And it's been very enjoyable. Now, the next day against the Ducks... Uh, which is also in Anaheim itself at 9 o'clock. It's National Make-Up-Your-Own-Holiday Day. It's like they literally read my mind. It's Waffle Holiday and National Make-Your-Own-Holiday-Up. I already did that. Thank you so much, people who made these. And everyone enjoy. I hope you go out tonight and eat chicken and waffles and do your due diligence as a good citizen of America and the world.
1: Not a chicken and waffle guy.
0: I know, and that's why we're not really good friends. That's why we do a podcast. A, of, a, Belgian,
1: a Belgian waffle is perfect as is. I don't have to add anything but syrup to it. No.
0: Yeah. You add a nice piece of fried chicken. That's what you do. You put the syrup no, on top. No. You have, I you just, have one in each. No, hand. I
1: don't want syrup on my chicken. What the
0: fuck is your problem? What? It's like a whole other world. No. My Instagram no, is pretty much syrup? just chicken and waffles pictures, in case anyone was wondering.
1: Yes, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> that is confirmed.
0: Yeah. Because uh, it's a, a delicious treat. That everyone should, nah, uh, but I've had people it, look at me before and say, why I, would you ever do that? I, I look at them like they have four heads. This is, this is not true. It has I to res-
1: I respect, I respect your individuality, but. individuality. I am good with just, I am good with just my Belgian waffle with maple syrup.
0: All uh, right. What's your feelings on putting ice cream on it? A la mode. Is
1: Dad, you know. I'm telling you, I'm You're good. Hesitating. I like.
0: That's crazy.
1: I don't. Well, because I mean, if you gave me a Belgian waffle with ice cream on it, it's
0: not like I'd send
1: it back to the kitchen. Spice up your it's life. It's just.
0: <laughs> no. a, Look. Amount of chocolate on your my life, waffle.
1: My life is my life is content the way it is. I don't. I am good oh. where I am. I like my food. Like I like my food. Okay. It's really that simple.
0: This, this podcast is mostly me yelling at you about not eating. Um, Absolutely. All right, we're moving on to Nonsense Rundown. If you were here for Rangers, I am so sorry. We're done with that for now. We're going to go on to the NCAA, kids crying, and uh, some mean tweets and weird tweets. So we're going to head to
1: No Saturday, Saturday was not good for the kid.
0: No, not good for Very the kid. Very mean for the kid. Not <laughs> good for the kid. Never going to let that down. Uh, never going to give it up. So let's do that now. Uh, Breaking away from Ranger Talks, here we go. NCAA weekend, Greg, what was the bigger upset, Duke or Villanova? Villanova. Right? Okay. No, actually, I disagree uh, actually, with you. I disagree. Yeah, you know what?
1: I'm gonna, you
0: know, I'm, I'm going to disagree with myself. Now,
1: bigger upset in terms of, obviously, I had Villanova going further. But I, I said on the podcast, the one game I was worried about for Villanova was against Wisconsin. Yeah,
0: that, I remember I, bringing that,
1: that up. I am, I am on record. It is recorded. If you want to find the point in that podcast and copy and paste it into this portion of this podcast. I'm
0: not that so there's motivated. Poop,
1: but all you have to do is go back and listen to our NCA march Madness podcast i said the one game i am worried about with villanova would be against wisconsin in the second round and it turned out to be true wisconsin slows it down they eat the shot clock and they make their shots they don't take bad shots so that turned out to be bad for villanova when villanova struggled to shoot from the field uh the bigger upset I, i i think wisconsin's a better team than south carolina so I, th- I think Wisconsin beating Villanova is less shocking than South Carolina beating Duke.
0: I totally agree. And I feel like At the we kind of missed, uh, missed the Duke science. Every, every podcast, everything I listened to, everything I read was, Duke is crazy talented, nine All-Americans, but they don't play as a team. Why, I, did, why didn't we take that seriously?
1: But I, I, don't, I don't think we missed the science. Cause they looked phenomenal in the ACC tournament. They won that tournament yeah. in what was arguably the best conference of the year. I think what we missed is South Carolina was basically playing a home game. That game was in Greenville. That game was much closer to Columbia than it was Raleigh. That's fair. Or Durham, wherever the fucking Duke Panthers is. I just, <sighs> its the it, Duke team didn't show up. I, I, I think the Duke team didn't show up on what was basically a road game, and I think that hurt them.
0: Yeah, they didn't show up, and they didn't play as a team, they and they let up 65 points in the second half? How do you even do that? <laughs> that even that,
1: they, they did not they did not play any defense. Did, yeah. Uh, and you know you know what you know what the irony is. Coach
0: K commenting um, on their offense on the opponent's offense afterwards when instead of being like our defense suck balls.
1: Nope. the main, the reason why the game was played in South Carolina and not North Carolina is because of HB2.
0: Oh. I didn't even think about that. Was that brought yep, up on the broadcast? That game was supposed uh I doubt it,
1: right? Probably not because the NCAA is a bunch of pussies. Yeah. Um, But the whole reason – the NCAA removed the first-round and second-round games from North Carolina and put them in Greenville because of HB2.
0: Wow. Look at yourself, North North Carolina. You defeated Duke
1: yourself. (laughs) Right. HB2 shouldn't be a law, and it's kind of offensive that the thing that might finally turn lawmakers in the state to repeal it is the fact that Duke – lost the second-round game to South Carolina in the NCAA tournament. That shouldn't be the the reason why the law is repealed. At the same time, you know what? Repealing it is a victory, so I guess I'm not going to complain if that's the reason why (laughs) it gets repealed.
0: Oh, I love when we go political on this podcast. Stick to sports, right? Stick to sports. Uh.
1: (laughs) to, to those people, i say suck my dick.
0: Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> hey, MSG, sponsor us. Anyway. Um... <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about kids crying now that we got that out of the way. This poor kid, man. Uh, this poor guy. He's going to. He... Who
1: gets that worked up about Northwestern
0: basketball? He's is my a kid. He he's, 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 he's. Why is he crying? He's it was pro- a nine point game. What I, are you crying about? I'm going to defend him. He's obviously a young teen. His emotions are getting the best of him. All the hormones and testosterone shooting through his body, he doesn't know what to do, he's getting upset, but now this kid's gonna get that gif on his wall for the rest of his life. Like, any time it's his birthday, or anything happens with that kid, that gif's going on his wall. He's gonna get tweeted out the rest of his life, he's fucked man.
1: I don't have a problem with the kid getting that worked up and crying during the game. I have a problem with him getting that worked up and crying when Northwestern was down by nine.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: if Northwestern was if, – if it was a back-and-forth game and Northwestern was down, like, within five points and it was a bad foul call and you get so angry and worked up that you end up crying, fine. We've all been there. That's fine.
0: Uh, maybe we've, not on national TV. We've all been crying but, on national TV. <laughs> but,
1: but Northwestern at one point was down, like, 20 points. And they cut the game to single digits. That
0: game got like, hot.
1: They were still – yeah, but they were still down a significant amount. It was way too early for that kid to be crying. Yeah, you're He'd right. You peak too soon. If yeah. that kid's gonna be crying, he's got to wait until it was like a four-point game
0: or the end of the to, game
1: to be crying. That it was more than a three-possession game. That that kid should not have been crying. It was not the it was not the situation in the game for him to be crying.
0: If your team loses, you're allowed to cry. That's just the way it is. Like uh, like the Rangers losing the playoffs. Okay, so but cry. there were
1: there were like six minutes left in the game and they're down by almost double-digit points.
0: You're right. Like I'm, I can't argue, the, the I can't argue with that. the
1: situation. The situation in the game did not warrant tears.
0: And they were that down 20 plan. and they were fighting back. So there's no reason to cry at that point. You should be celebrating like, ooh, a little bit of run. It,
1: look, it was, it was a shit game that turned out to be a great game. But nobody saw that coming.
0: Oh, back to Wisconsin for a minute. Uh, are they going to win their bracket now? Uh,
1: yeah. mm-hmm. Man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think Here's the question. I think they are. Did, did, Florida, did Florida look that good or did Virginia look that bad?
0: Virginia looked that bad.
1: I think I think it's a little bit of Virginia just kind of sucked, right?
0: Yeah, they sucked. So I'm 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 riding Wisconsin. I think they might make a Final Four. Better. Yeah,
1: yeah, they, they might, they really might. I, I they might be the best team still standing in that in that that region.
0: Good for them. They got misseeded, man. They were they were a way better team than an eight.
1: There's no way they should not have been an eight. They, if, they,
0: if they played look, mid-
1: look at look at how well look at how well the quote unquote six teams did the six seeds in the tournament. Maryland lost in the first round. Uh, uh Creighton got dominated in the first round.
0: If Northwestern the... played played uh Wisconsin ten times, how many times does Northwestern win? Two? One? Three?
1: Three,
0: yeah, maybe, maybe three. three? Yeah, maybe three. So Wisconsin a way better but... team. Probably a, probably should be a three or a four, to be honest. So
1: I just the six the 60s went one and three in the first round. I think I think Wisconsin was I would have rather Wisconsin's better than Creighton? Wisconsin, it could be better than Maryland, though I did like Maryland going into this tournament. Um, But they're definitely better than Creighton. And SMU laid a freaking egg, too.
0: Yeah, and that's why Villanova lost. So, you know, they couldn't. Sorry, man.
1: Wisconsin Wisconsin shouldn't have been an 8. And, you know, Wichita State still should not have been a 10. Wichita State almost beat Kentucky. Yeah. A seed. Yeah. They're not a ten seed. They're not. I I really think part of the reason, maybe part of the reason we saw so many upsets in this tournament, is the committee just did a shitty job of seeding the teams.
0: I think this was a very poorly seeded t- tournament at large. Uh, let's move on to a little bit of Shaq. You know, Shaq has a pretty good rep. I don't think people really dislike Shaq. Uh he's been around forever. He's always in these like what 27,000 commercials. He's always like goofing off on uh, Instagram and now he's got shack to pool that's huge. Yep. And then today, yep. Or yesterday, he came out as a flat earther. Is there anything worse you could come out as? Like how what what else is there to so come here, out as that that's that, that would really make people hate you. Uh you could uh, do what this, Hayden Pendeta
1: did and think that the vapors in the sky created by airplanes are Chemicals?
0: I'm a conspiracy guy, and um, even that one's ridiculous.
1: Here's here's my take on Shaq. I blame us, and here's why I blame us. Oh,
0: you blame us. Why
1: did I, I? I blame us, the public, thinking that this man was smart. Why would we think a man is smart who would agree to do a movie like Kazam? And why would we let that go by and not continue to hold it over that his head? Why did we get to? Why did we allow Kazam to be normalized? You know.
0: Okay. Here, why did we let that happen? Here's why I think that. Because Shaquille O'Neal has a doctorate degree in education. <laughs> so the.
1: Are you saying all your teachers? Are you saying all the teachers you've ever had in your life were smart? Strong, counter Strong counterpoint. Strong counterpoint. I've had some
0: really idiots in my life. <laughs> i I've, I've had I've had some
1: supremely stupid teachers.
0: But he has a—I don't know. i, I guess this, this could be. I think he legitimately earned his doctorate degree from what I can tell. Um, but at least he has a master's in education. But, it doesn't like. But you, you have can, to know the is round. That Ryan, point. you
1: you you can get anything you want online.
0: I'll also I'll also attest. I have a master's, and I also it is useless. So when I do put it that so way, what do, you, what do you do again? Exactly. What do you do again when you're not hosting a podcast? Nothing to do with my master's. So uh, okay. you, you're right. You you have a lot of valid points here.
1: Huh, yep. Th- I'm basically saying education is stupid, and at the same time, if you don't have an education, you're stupid.
0: <laughs> it really is a double-edged sword. I don't understand how Shaq thought Dalton... It's catch-22, as
1: they thought, would say in the book.
0: Thought this was a good you, idea. His, you,
1: know th- what, you know what the thing... His, the thing I don't understand the most about Shaq's point is he makes the case that he drives from yes, Florida please. to California and doesn't go over anything it's flat
0: yeah it's not 360 is there
1: a way to get from Florida to California where you're not going through like the fucking Rocky Mountains
0: you are but even then mountains exist yeah I don't think that's his point but yeah it's not flat
1: the the (laughs) earth is definitely rigid in (laughs) point in structure you have to you have to get elevated and then continue driving counterpoint why say it's completely flat
0: why is he not flying first class Shaq has money he doesn't need to drive it's like he's leisurely driving from California to Florida I don't understand.
1: Does Shaq have money, though? I yes, mean,
0: he's on TNT. Is yeah. there any? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah but what's he against. spending that money on? It? He thinks the Earth is flat. You think he's a sound financial advisor?
0: I want to say you yes. You think he makes
1: good financial decisions?
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I this really hurts my image of Shaq because I, I, as pretty much everyone, I like Shaq. Shaq's cool. Not, no problem. With the till right now.
1: Shaq coming out. Shaq coming out as a flat earther. And Reggie Miller continuing to be a little literal dumb shit <laughs> on TV really, really has done a number on my thoughts on just the knowledge level of NBA players.
0: I'll come out and I will, say this.
1: I, I will be, I'll be completely honest with you. With the exception of a few, my intelligence ranking for any NBA player was fairly low. But Kyrie Irving, Shaq, and Reggie Miller – are really hurting my stereotype of the uh, intelligence level of an NBA player.
0: It just doesn't make sense because I I really like Charles Barkley. I know I'm like in the minority with that, or maybe I'm not. But he doesn't. He knows what he says. Bad. I think he says when he says these takes, he knows what he's saying. But and I, he doesn't. Right. Pretend, I he, think I think Charles. I think Charles is self-aware. He doesn't pretend to be anything he's not. You know, Charles comes out and he's just he's just Charles. He's an angry, cranky dude. That's all he is, and he knows he's angry and cranky, and he calls people stupid. And he knows what he's doing. He knows that certain teams are are better than others, and he, of course, he's got his old school NBA roots. But some of these other players, man, I just don't understand. I just don't get it. Like, flat Earth.
1: Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Kyrie Irving went to Duke,
0: Ryan. Yes.
1: Like a prestigious school. They probably they probably smudged his transcript to get him in. They definitely did. And he might he definitely didn't get as high as a. SAT score as, you know, someone like, say, Mike Rock. Uh, Shout out to our
0: friend who got an SAT score of 1,600 and a twice.
1: He still got into Duke, even for a year, which means Kyrie Irving had to, at one point in time, at least be a B student.
0: No, and no, I, he didn't. <laughs> I,
1: I, I, uh, well, he okay, didn't. Let, me, let me say this. He must have gotten B's on his report card. Whether he earned them or not is another question. That's fair. Right. That's not what I'm, I'm, I'm saying. Someone gave him a B, whether he deserved it or not. Okay. And the more I hear Kyrie Irving open his mouth, the more I think probably didn't deserve it.
0: I don't, I, you know what? I can't judge how smart Kyrie Irving is besides the fact that I think anyone who thinks the earth is flat is very ignorant. And it, that is just I got well, how about this question
1: for you? This okay. question for you. Alright, shoot. Should college should colleges, non denominational colleges, view public schools and private religious institutions the same?
0: No. No.
1: Because the course material is definitely not the same. It is not. Right? It is I not. don't know any public school teacher that should or is teaching flat Earth theory or chemtrails or anything like that. I, as someone that graduated from a public education in a very affluent suburban Connecticut town, those theories, they would not have been laughed at, but they would have been carefully explained why they cannot be true. And I am not sure that a similar religious dominated uh, denomination school, even in my area where I grew up. See, would have been saying. I can't thing. get. Into I don't the think they of
0: this because I don't know where like Kyrie went to high school or anything like that. I just know that you're an adult now and you can make informed decisions. The internet exists. There's plenty of proof. <laughs> everyone knows the Earth isn't flat, and uh, and that's just it. We are standing above China well, right apparently, now.
1: Apparently, 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 everyone doesn't know the Earth is flat. Just
0: or Isn't flat. It's just unbelievable.
1: I just then I, again, I just that, think I think. I,
0: then again, we live in should, a world. I'm
1: just saying, like if. If someone gets an A at, you know, St. Vincent St. Mary's High School in Akron, Ohio, versus someone getting an A in Staples High School in Westport, Connecticut, is one A more valuable than the other?
0: I think so. Yeah, it is, but it's not, some, it's not someone's, I can get political with this, but it's not someone's fault they were born somewhere. You know, that's, that's not their fault. So.
1: No, and it's not someone's fault that their parents are the way they are.
0: Exactly. That's true. Um, and to make my point here, we live in a world where the EPA doesn't believe in climate change. So. Just, just throw my other two sets in there. You know, it's not like everything makes sense right now. So maybe I could defend the Flat Earth theory because they're just not. You're, you live in a world where everything's a cartoon. So there's that. Stick to sports. Stick to sports. Greg, is mm-hmm. there anything else we want to talk about before we preview our next week of podcasts?
1: I can't think of a thing.
0: Me either. Uh, so wait,
1: and I think oh. of a thing. What movie? What movie did I see this week? I saw Kong. I
0: did Paul not Island. see it. Uh, give me the uh, the Greg Kaplan three sentence review.
1: You're better off waiting until it's on Netflix.
0: Okay. That's all you need to say. I think that's really it's a, it, right? It's,
1: it's a fine movie. There's nothing wrong with it. I did not hate my experience with this movie.
0: Okay. This is what I, how I feel about... It's just, the, what, the would
1: Christmas I recommend spending a total of, you know, $17 on a ticket and candy to see this movie? No. No. I don't think you're missing anything by just waiting until it's out on Netflix.
0: I do want to talk a little bit, because I don't think I have on this podcast, and I, I'm going to get really nerdy right now. So if you hate nerds, it's time to go. The Nintendo Switch is a wonderful experience. I,
1: I had an awesome time with it.
0: it is, the 1-2 Switch game, while incredibly overpriced at $50, um, has 30 different mini-games to play with your friends, it feels uh, very cool to like count balls inside the Switch uh, controllers, even though they're not actually there, the vibration, you can play baseball. There's a game where you rock a baby to sleep and like fucking milk a cow. Uh, there's a lot of weird hey, stuff. Ryan,
1: who who beat you? Who, who beat you in baseball? This oh, you season? did.
0: You did, Greg. That was so weird. You hit a couple home runs off me. It was that was not a great time? I sure did. Um, I sure did. I want to just say this, and Greg, you, I know you don't know anything about this, so the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild is possibly the best game I've ever played. I've played a lot of games in my time. I am a, stru- a certified nerd. I play a lot of PC games. I've been I've been playing. I played Mario as soon as I came out of the womb. Breath of the Wild is the best gaming experience I've had at least in the last 10 years, single-player-wise. It has a feel of adventure I've never felt before. Exploring is the most rewarding thing I've ever had. Combat is challenging. I have fun dying because I die in so many different ways. Everything about the game is surprising. I've played for about 50 hours so far over the past three weeks, and I still have only done maybe 25% of the game. I still have like five different parts of the the continent to explore and, and visit. And I just want to—if re- you're thinking about buying a Switch and you're on the edge, um, Zelda's gonna be the only game that's gonna really keep you going besides Mario Kart in April. Uh, the-, the system is gonna have a slow start to all the titles of its that it's getting. It doesn't really have much out. Um, the new Mario game will be coming around next Christmas. So if you're on the edge about a Switch and you could find one, Zelda is a perfect reason to buy it. But just know in the future uh, that there's gonna be limited amount of gaming besides probably Smash Four, which is already out, and Mario Kart Eight, which is already out. If you own a Wii U, I, I would wait. And play Zelda there. But if not, the Switch is a a very unique and impressive machine that I've been meaning to talk about on this podcast for a couple weeks now. But I haven't really got the chance. So there's my rant about the Switch.
1: I will say, I'm a little skeptical. I find it very interesting that no one has said a bad word about Zelda. Literally no one. Everyone loves this game universally. And that has never happened before with a video game. It's So... I, Color me skeptical.
0: I'll tell you that the, the few problems I have: the horse controls are a little hard; they're really not great. Um, when you die, the, yeah, load, the loading the loading is like a couple seconds. <laughs> I don't. Wanna, I really don't have that much else. Like, the game itself can be beaten pretty quickly if you don't want to explore anything. But then you're playing the game wrong. And there's really nothing bad about it. It's if you think adventuring and like. And, like, slowly looking through some things is, is boring. I get why you would not maybe like it, but there is a lot of action and story into it. It's universally acclaimed for a reason. And it, at the end of the day, once I'm done with it, and I'm trying to keep this as a level-headed reaction, might be my favorite play, single-player game of all time. So, uh, I know that's, okay. th- th- those are strong words. So, I, I've played a lot of those games. Are,
1: those now. are strong, strong words?
0: Yeah, it's hard to beat the nostalgia of Ocarina of Time. And some other old games that I've, uh, I I had this discussion with over the weekend. But this game, like, seriously, it is an experience like I've never had before. Uh, it remodels and has re, uh, has actually changed my thinking of the way open game, open world gaming should be done. So I know that was a super nerdy rant, and I'm very impassioned about Zelda Breath of the Wild, but I, I, I think it's well deserved. And if you, if you are a nerd, you probably know why. So there. And even if you're not a nerd, you just enjoy Zelda, that's it, so. Uh, let's talk about the upcoming podcast. even now that everyone's gone. <laughs> uh, Mark, like it. Yeah, next week we've as we said, we're gonna have one of our good friends on, probably, who knows to talk over unders in baseball. We're gonna go through all the teams for baseball. We'll probably do a short preview. Um, you and I know a lot of different players from all the teams, so we can really get a good grasp.'ll we'll, we we'll, we'll pick probably five each locks for over unders. Uh, we'll go through all the teams. That'll be a separate podcast that'll be uh, on this feed. Uh, And then also we'll do a Wrestlemania pod, which will be huge. Brian Wotanek will be joining us. We'll have a couple of our friends, including Zach Lassing, I believe, and Michael Spath will be on this this podcast, along with our friend Joey Napoli, possibly. So we're going to have a mega pod for Wrestlemania, previewing all the matches, uh, getting really down and dirty and nerdy with that one. And then we'll always have our standard Ranger podcast. And then as soon as playoff season comes around, I'm sure we'll do some special playoff pods. That'll be happening. So a lot going on for us, a lot in the works. And uh, Greg, anything else?
1: Uh no, but it is bedtime.
0: It is bedtime for you at the the time of seven twenty-seven. <laughs> All right. Look, man,
1: I gotta get up at two a.m. for
0: work. I know, I know, poor babe. All right, uh, everyone, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Blue Shirts Break. Hit us up, slide into the DMs, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. bye.
1: Bye. It's time to expect more from urgent care. Like caregivers who take time to listen. Smooth access to local specialty care if you need it. Virtual visits and save your spot convenience. Plus, easy access community locations. And we're open 365 days a year to treat your sprains, cuts, fever, and flu. Northwell Health Go Health Urgent Care. Get more than you expect and exactly what you need. Welcome to a new era in urgent care.